0: All right, so I might still be young, but you know what? I still have a lot of life to live. This episode, I'm not only going to be speaking how I naturally sound, Southern, (laughs) and speaking in a supposedly non-standard English, but I am going to tell you exactly what Lionel Messi, yes, that Lionel Messi, what he and Dory from Finding Nemo can teach us about fluency. Let's get started. You are listening to Living in English 365 by Paradigm English. Welcome to episode 87 Lionel Messi and fluency. Here are 10 things you need to know. Hmm. Paradigm English. Well, hello there, y'all. My name is Ashley Brown and I am super thankful that you are here. Welcome on this thanksgiving eve if you're new here of course i said my name is ashley this is the living in english 365 podcast and today i want to tell you 10 things that i learned about fluency yes language fluency mostly speaking fluency uh in college so in my 20s and 30s before we get started check the description box below because I have a short survey for you to take and it will help me create the speaking course of your dreams. That means it will have all of the topics that you want and none of the stuff you don't. Click the link below so you can check it out. I would greatly appreciate it. Okay, so let's jump to number one on our list. Number one, the thing that makes English difficult for people learning English isn't what you'd think. People, when they start learning any language, they always think, well, the grammar is the most difficult part. And grammar, of course, can be difficult. But actually, in English, the grammar isn't that difficult. Yes, I know I am a native speaker. Okay, I'm a native speaker. But that doesn't mean that grammar is not also difficult for us. What's difficult, even for native speakers, children and adults even, some, some adults, is the spelling. The spelling is difficult. Why? Well, I could probably go into a whole history of exactly why it's like this. But the spelling and pronunciation are not the same. English is not a phonetic language in general. There are some words that are phonetic, but there is no... Direct uh, correspondence between how a word is written and how it is pronounced. There are a lot of reasons for that. But that's one thing I never thought about before I went to college and how that can impact your fluency. I was going to ask, well, do you also think this is difficult? But I've not met anyone who doesn't think that the spelling in English is bananas. (laughs) It's bonkers. Number two. It's hard work to become fluent. Really, that's like everybody that I have ever met. If it's not you, tell me in the comments, like, I'm not trying to learn this language to be fluent. But it's really difficult and it takes a lot of hard work to become fluent. And there are different types of uh, English. Like, of course, you may... let me say it like this. You can be fluent in different ways. You can be fluent in reading but not fluent in speaking, or you could be fluent in only listening and not be able to do anything else in English or any language. So that's something that I learned um, after I studied in France and I was trying so hard to be fluent and you thought, gosh, hmm, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I'm still not fluent. And I'm going to get to that point in just a minute. But I also want to say that in particular with English and probably most languages, um, there is a standard way of speaking. And, um, you know, then there are some special types of, of uh, English, for example, or any language. Maybe you need it for business. Maybe you just need some extra help with uh, legal English or something. Like there are some for specific purposes. And I didn't know that before. Number three, consistency. Y'all, you're killing me. Okay, I'm killing myself too. (laughs) I know I say this, and it really does take a lot of hard work, like I said. But consistency. Every time I think about consistency, I think about this one commercial that my pastor showed at my church. I don't know, maybe like five or six years ago, and I think it's a Gatorade commercial, and it's about Lionel Messi. Now, I don't like soccer or football. You can argue with me which one is the correct one, but for me, it is soccer. Um, I don't like soccer, and I don't care about Lionel Messi. I don't. I just don't like soccer very much. I don't even like American football, but that's something else. But In this commercial, I just remember it showing just the um, consistency, I guess you would say, and maybe the perseverance of Lionel Messi. And the guy, the narrator in the commercial just kept saying, don't let things on the outside be stronger than the things on the inside. So things are going to be hard, but just stay consistent because every tiny step, well, After you look behind you, you'll see that you've actually gone a very long distance. So just stay consistent. Don't give up. And in this particular commercial with Lionel Messi, the guy keeps repeating, don't go down. Don't go down. There will be difficult things that happen, but don't go down. Number four, learning English and using English isn't the same thing? Whoa, y'all. I said a whole mouthful, didn't I? <laughs> I did not ever think about this before. I was maybe a little bit arrogant and just a stupid person, maybe, you know, a stupid kid in my, in my early 20s, um, a small, a girl from a small city. And I went to big France and I thought that I was going to, I don't know, miraculously become fluent or understand what people were saying. And I get there and I thought, yeah, you know, I know exactly what's going on. And people start talking to me and I look like a deer in headlights, right? Oh, what? Just because you've been learning English for 10, 20 years doesn't mean that you can use it. It doesn't mean that you are going to be able to use it and not use it or or even use it effectively. It, it, It doesn't mean that, okay? That's something that I didn't know in my 20s, but I certainly learned it pretty fast. Do you agree? Or, if, or have you had a different experience? Number five, complete. Y'all, please follow through. Follow through on your plans. That goes with consistency and the hard work that I was talking about in, in and a, a, a couple of the other points. You have to follow through. You need that dedication. You you need to know where you're going and how you're going to get there. You know your weaknesses in English. Don't run from them. Like fight to make it better. Push through, persevere. And I know that takes dedication, and it also takes commitment. You need to commit to improving yourself if you really want to be fluent. You really have to make that commitment to yourself because It's not about anybody else. It's about you. For example, I've always had the goal of learning Spanish. I know some Spanish, and if it's written, I can understand some of it. And depending where the person is from, um, then I'm more used to Puerto Rican Spanish and Mexican Spanish, for example. Then it's easier for me to understand. But if they come from somewhere that I have never heard that accent before, it's very difficult for me. Plus, I kept starting and stopping and I thought, no, this is too hard. I don't want to do it anymore. And of course, that impacts your fluency. Number six. Most things are actually fixable. Or as Marie Forleo says, everything is figureoutable. Okay. It's not broken. It's not impossible. Like that. It's not there are a few things that probably aren't fixable, but if you think that your pronunciation isn't where you want it to be, I promise you can fix that. If you think that your grammar is just not very great, I swear you can fix that, okay? Everything is figure outable and everything is fixable. Don't be so negative and don't be so pessimistic about it. It is possible, but really the question is, do you want that? Number seven, teachers or professors, they don't actually teach you real life language. They don't teach you how people speak. Now, I've said that in probably two other podcast episodes in the last few weeks, but it's true. It's true. You spend years studying a type of language that most people don't actually speak. The same, it was for me in in French. I learned standard French, like standard Parisian French, even though Canada is technically, like Montreal and Quebec is technically a bit closer, but whatever. Um, That's not necessarily how people speak. They don't speak a standard way. They speak in a non-standard way because they can. And it's not right and it's not wrong. But, you know, keep that in mind. If you're like, I don't really understand what people are saying, it could be because you didn't learn actually quote unquote, that language. And just so you know, nobody in the United States speaks standard American English. If you don't understand what they're saying, again, you're not speaking their language and they're not speaking yours. Number eight, fluency is more than speaking. Fluency is not just speaking. I think I thought that when I was in college, especially as an undergrad. Well, I can say all these things and I'm fluent. No, you're not. <laughs> you're still not fluent. There's a lot of things that go into fluency, and actually, you have to decide on the definition for yourself what that means, because it does not mean the same thing to everybody. Now, for most people, they're talking about how fast are they speaking? How clearly, naturally are they speaking? Is it the same for you? Could be. Tell me below. Number nine. I've said this so many times, I'm going to keep saying it until you remember it and tell it to yourself. It's about progression, not perfection. You'll never be perfect, baby. I need you to stop thinking that, okay? You're not going to be perfect. And that shouldn't really be your goal. Why is that your goal? Perfection doesn't even exist for native speakers. So why would you be perfect? All of that stuff that happened to you, it's for your benefit. Use it. It makes you who you are. Don't forget about stuff that happened um, that was seemingly negative. It will actually make your English, whatever language you're learning, a lot better. I promise. If I'm wrong, you can yell at me in the comments, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong. Number 10, the goal isn't to have no accent. Let me say it again. The goal is not to have no accent. Even native speakers have an accent. I have an accent. And that's why I have been using it in this particular podcast episode. Because you need to be able to understand people who are not speaking in a non-standard way. Now, of course, I'm not speaking heavily into this, this dialect Uh, My southern dialect, it's a bit of a twang, but you can still hear it. And it does sound different. Listen to the previous podcast episode and you'll hear what I'm talking about. Okay, stop focusing on trying to get rid of your accent. Sometimes it's nice to try to improve yourself and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about thinking that you should never speak because you have an accent Thinking that you have to completely erase—I mean, 100% erase—your accent. I kind of thought that when I lived in France, and you know, some days I would just try to practice and and have no accent. It did make me better, but that is not a healthy goal. Um, I'm not French. I'm not francophone. I'm an American, and I sound like one. And it's okay to sound like wherever you're from. And if somebody has a problem with it, you can tell them, "Don't shove it." okay so that was a lot that I just gave you and I really just hope that it brought you some motivation and some inspiration on this language journey here's a takeaway before I do a review it doesn't matter where you started just keep swimming do you remember that from finding, finding Nemo? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming. Okay, I know you remember it and I can't sing, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but anyway, the goal, um, it's not to just focus on like where you started. It's great that you had a starting point, but that's not the point. Just keep swimming and you will be able to see how far you have gone. Record yourself today. And in one year, record yourself again saying the same thing or something more complicated and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So here's a quick review. These are the 10 things that I wanted you to know about fluency. These are things that I learned in college, the things that I learned in my 20s and 30s. And I think Lionel Messi and fluency, yeah, they go together, don't they? (laughs) So here are the 10 things you need to know. Number one, the thing that makes English difficult for people learning English isn't what you thought it might be. It wasn't for me at least. Number two, it's hard work to become fluent. Three, consistency. Four, learning English and using English isn't the same thing. Five, follow through, man. Complete all that stuff, girl. Y'all need to make sure you do that. Number six. Most things are fixable. Most things are figure outable, as Marie Forleo says, okay? Number seven, teachers and your professors, they don't teach you real life language. You're gonna have to do that on your own. I can help you do that. Click the link below and check out the survey. It's really short, it's like two minutes. Tell me what you want and I'll make a course just for you. Number eight, fluency is more than just speaking. There are a lot of different types of fluency, and there are a lot of different types of definitions, too. Nine, it's about progression, not perfection. Y'all, on my deathbed, I'm going to be saying that. And number 10, the goal isn't to have no accent. Even native speakers have non-standard English. So I hope you enjoyed this list. I'm Ashley Rohn from Paradigm English and the Living in English 365 podcast. Write one thing you wish you knew when you were in college. Give yourself the advice that you needed back then. And which of these 10 will you work on in the next few months? I'll see y'all next time. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening to the Living in English 365 podcast. Be sure to check the description below for all resources and links. And don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and share this with your friends. I'm English.